Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Dr. Hank Capps, Chief Information and Digital Officer at Wellstar Health System. In part one, Dr. Capps talks about the benefits of being organized more like a tech company and less like a traditional health IT organization, why he believes having a product mindset is critical in supporting new care models, and what his team is doing to create an ecosystem of connected episodes rather than silos of care. Hi, Dr. Caps. Thanks so much for taking some time to speak with Health System CIO. So can you start with a high-level overview, what you have in terms of hospitals, where you're located, things like that? Absolutely. It's a pleasure to speak with you and excited to share a little bit. Wellstar Health System is based out of Marietta, Georgia. It's one of the um, largest health systems in the state and most integrated. We have over 11 hospitals, over 300 medical offices, multiple other uh, facilities across that large footprint. We also have uh, one of the largest emergency departments uh, in the nation and was recently renovated and reopened. So a growing, excellent health system that focuses on access to compassionate care and high quality care. Okay. And you're in what is obviously a pretty populated area. Absolutely. We have over a million patients actively engaged with us. We have over 700,000 patients that are engaged on our digital platforms and do millions of encounters every year across that large footprint. Okay. And then you just touched on uh, something that I really want to, to get into, and that is your role as Chief Information and Digital Officer. So can you talk about like really what you consider to be your core objectives in what is very interesting uh, area right now? You know, it is a really interesting area that over the last mm-hmm. 18 months has radically altered the degree of focus and need to meet our patients wherever they're at. Uh, you know, when the global pandemic was declared in March, uh, literally we leaped into the future years at a time and what both clinicians were needing and patients and consumers were demanding. And so today, when you think about the construction of an information and digital officer role, it really has the core technology functions of the organization, which we are organizing to be more like a tech company and less like a traditional healthcare IT company, with the emphasis on digital that we're going to need to be able to deliver on to meet patients wherever they're at, even outside of kind of the emergency situation that we found ourselves last year. So that tech company organization, the consumer and building out all of the experiences for consumers that then become patients inside our facilities or become patients sitting wherever they're at uh, in these new digital workflows. And then ultimately also wrapping all of that with innovation. And how are we going to build out an innovative culture that delivers across technology, that delivers across digital, and ultimately delivers across the organization in bringing healthcare models of the future to life. So we really think of it in terms of building enhanced lives and communities by creating curated, personalized, and connected consumer, provider, and team member experiences in our broader digital ecosystem that is uh, in development. And that dynamic takes not only just the technology organization, but it really takes the whole organization rolling up their sleeves and making a difference for our patients, sometimes in ways we didn't picture even a year ago. 
Right. Yeah. And it's really interesting what you said about being designed more like a tech company. This clearly hasn't been the case, but um, what is the real benefit of that? Or what's the real goal in having that tech company mindset? Yeah. So if, if you think of it in terms of how healthcare information technology has evolved, there was a sentinel event, a disruption to the way that care was delivered with the advent of the electronic health record and then its mass mm-hmm. adoption, which was brought about by uh, the government and regulatory action from the original Affordable Care Act. And so with that kind of disruptive force of technology being layered in, you now have the ability to have information that spreads across all of the sites of care that you are able to deliver care in. And that dynamic really fundamentally changed um, how we deliver care. And so healthcare IT organizations at that time shifted from becoming keepers of backend systems to designers and deliverers of electronic health records. And in a lot of ways shifted from some of the development work that they did historically into configuring and rolling out and integrating across large footprints. And so for the last decade or so, essentially healthcare IT shops have been fully focused on that electronic health record, implementing it, and then ultimately optimizing it around what the patient needs and what the team members need to deliver care to the patients. So mm-hmm. in 2021, we have had a, another fundamental shift or generational disruption to our healthcare system, the global pandemic. In the context of that global pandemic, the shift now is to this more digital care organized fully around the patient rather than the physical locations and the footprint. And so Mm -hmm. what will be important in the future is really the build out of technology capabilities that support all of those new models of care more comprehensively. The electronic health record being a key component of all of that, but really more of a capability and product mindset that will then drive what ultimately we have to deliver on, which is what our consumers need and what our internal Mm -hmm. customers need. So if you're designed like a tech company, then you're focused on the customer. And so our customers are internal customers, whilst our team members and different areas of the organization, and then ultimately it's consumers and patients. Mm -hmm. And so that dynamic of capability-driven product management across the wide continuum using cross-functional teams rather than siloed components of, of a technology team focused solely on the customer, consumer, internal customers, is the future and is what healthcare systems are going to need to be able to thrive in this environment of basically our new interim, right? I mean, there is no new normal at the moment. And so our ability to be nimble and to shift and to build out what is needed by the customers in Mm -hmm. that type of mentality is going to be something that's really important. And technology organizations within healthcare systems have to be more entrepreneurial and, and thinking about how we're going to deliver more and more value. Yeah, a lot of really good stuff there. And when you look at where some of those gaps or opportunities did exist, I mean, I think a lot of that has come to light through COVID with one of them being maybe not just being able to engage once, but for consumers to really have that ongoing um, engagement. And is that something that, that you found to be the case? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think back to when I became 
a physician, you know, some 20 years ago, they were really an acute and an ambulatory care setting, and they were fairly distinct. They were built around the relationship with your doctor, and often your doctor was the connection between the two different places. And it was all about patients only. And there was this Mm -hmm. care model that had been developed essentially to drive that care in those two predominant locations. Over the last five to seven years, post-electronic health record, you saw what you just alluded to, this, this dynamic of a virtual venue of care being incorporated with that acute and ambulatory. And no longer was it the doctor being the common denominator between the different venues of care, but they all overlap. And Mm -hmm. the patient is kind of flowing between acute facilities and ambulatory facilities and virtual and that, that virtual venue of care, which could include things like a video visit or could include population health interventions and connected um, engagement. It includes things like our online experiences and patient portals. And with that came not just relationship, but information coming across all those different um, venues and a new kind of continuity that patients expected. So not only did they expect the continuity with their doctor and the relationship, but they had expected continuity with their information across wherever Mm -hmm. they were at. And we were already projecting what the future would look like, that it was going to be more of an ecosystem, more of patients kind of fluidly moving between those three different venues. And then, you know, the global pandemic and COVID and immediately we were disintermediated in many different ways to need to deliver care now wherever the patient is at with tools that people weren't familiar with, with a demand that was so high. And Mm -hmm. so now it really is an ecosystem. It's patients moving in their journey from step A to D, then back to B, rather than the more linear design that had been in place before. And so I think that where we're headed is that no longer is it going to be distinct, acute and ambulatory and virtual. It's just going to be one care ecosystem. And you're going to have connected episodes. You're going to have remote patient monitoring. You're going to have data that's overlying all of it. You're going to have digital connected into brick and mortar. And now with it being built around the patient's expectation, you're now going to see it look and feel like a different experience some high percentage of the time as patients are outside of traditional care settings. And then as you move into care settings, the expectation is going to be that it's going to be all seamless, that, that you mm. know me. And from even yeah. the digital interactions, you're going to be able to pull them forward into those physical interactions. Uh, and so I think, I mean, I think that's what the future looks like. And it is already now. I mean, I think the expectations in place and we're having to design and deliver to that going forward. Right. Because things happened the way they did and, you know, we saw the telehealth rate skyrocket. Did you ever have a concern that it was possibly moving a little too fast or was it just a matter of we have to just do this right now and, and give, give consumers what they need? Yeah. So I think if you think about some of the things that allowed it to move quickly, uh, immediately government regulations were suspended or altered demand that we already spoke about went through the roof. Medical boards altered their um, expectations and allowed more fluid care across the invisible state line boundaries that have been um, in place. 
and the payers begun paying for care in non-traditional settings at a higher frequency and more reliable mechanism than they had historically. Mm-hmm. And you combine all that together. And in a lot of ways, some of the innovation that had been waiting to just burst forward was allowed to move forward. So I don't think it went too quickly. I think it's something that had been waiting, ready to go, to burst out into how we deliver care, that were it not to have been assembled in all of those different ways would have taken a longer period of time for that innovation to have to have taken hold, essentially. Mm. And so I think that rare convergence of mm. the clinical crisis with the responses to that crisis, which encouraged the innovation, have certainly moved it forward in, in remarkable ways. And at the same right. time, we've had to do all of the things that we did before, in a sense, in the background of maintaining the technology estate while we're rapidly accelerating in this digital space. So it, it, it certainly has created challenges, but they've been ones that I think people have really leaned into because of the urgency around the clinical situation, but also because of the environment that now allowed that innovation to move forward faster. Yeah, that, that's a really great point. And for organizations that had the pieces in place, that had the infrastructure in place, clearly that was a difference maker. Absolutely. I mean, if you had built out the shell of this work, then, you know, you were literally just scaling versus if you had not ever emphasized the engagement with patients and consumers, then you were building the airplane while you were flying it, so to speak. And so, you know, I think you saw that in the marketplace, health systems react very quickly. And then you saw a lot of companies that were already in disruptive stances also accelerate their work and many partner with health systems to be able to bring some of those services even faster. And so it's not that you have to build everything yourself, uh, but it is that you have to have a portfolio of technology in that estate that you can, you know, rely on to deliver consistently, you know, these um, exciting new ways of delivering care. And remember, like nobody coming in to see us is having a good day. I mean, so by definition, mm-hmm. the people who are coming right. to see us are having a bad day. So how do you create those experiences in the context of, you know, not having a good day? And with us, we have been relentlessly focused on delivering for our patients because we know that it has been so remarkably difficult for people over the last 18 months, COVID and other health issues, the mm-hmm. whole process of interacting with care um, became more challenging. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.